Hello, my Santeria clauses. This is your voodoo fairy, Matthew Sanborn Smith, and his Bruhariya Khan, Beware the Hairy Mango. Today's story is what happens when I suggest possible superhero identities for my daughter Ivory, and she not only takes offense to the man part, quite understandably, but she also thinks the concept is stupid. Well, since she put it that way, this has to be a mango story, Ivory. Man. Ivory Man by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Kabali wanted to be the hell out of a superhero, but his day-to-day -day surroundings were frustratingly non-radioactive. And he wasn't born an alien. That was a bummer. He still resented his mother for that one. He didn't have the money to buy super weapons or anything. He couldn't make himself a suit of battle armor because he didn't have any iron handy. But enough of this downer stuff, he told himself. Enough of what he didn't have. What did he have? He did have that secret elephant's graveyard down the street. It was sensibly located not far from the secret elephant's retirement home where the elephants whiled away their days playing gin rummy and snuffleboard. But in the graveyard there was all that ivory. More than he could use in a lifetime more than the elephants could use anymore, that's for sure. And hey, didn't Ivory and Iron have three whole letters in common? The only way it could be any closer was if it was called Nivery. Or Invery, Ivnery, Ivonry, Ivorny, or Ivorin. Any way you splice it, the two words were basically the same at the molecular level. That was it then. Kabali would become Ivory Man. It took about 12 years, but he constructed his ivory battle suit. He accidentally carved it to look exactly like himself, so that whole mild man Kabali Kent persona he had created for himself turned out to be a complete waste of time. His superhero armor only had four openings, two for his eyes, one for his fabulous head of hair, and one for his pee-pee hole because his super weakness was an easily excitable bladder. He had two elephant-sized tusks protruding from his mask, which looked ballin', though they did weigh his face down quite a bit. One thing Ivory Man had going for him was that he didn't need to find bad guys. Ivory poachers came out of the dental work as soon as they smelled him, as they had killed all the elephants not already staying in a secret elephant so-and-so or such and such. Ivory Man was ready for them. Kabali had wanted a weapon that fit in with the theme of the suit, and it's not like he knew how to make repulsor beams or anything. He fired streams of liquid ivory soap into their eyes and sent them home screaming. Too bad for him, witnesses recorded the entire incident, because he had to squirt that liquid ivory soap from one of those four holes in the suit. He didn't want to get it in his own eyes, and he didn't want to dry out his scalp with soap, so once those videos hit the internet, Kabali's poor choice guaranteed no one would remember the name Ivory Man. Everybody remembered the name Jizz Man, though. After everybody stopped laughing, the poachers were back and they were ready this time. Wearing a condom over each eyeball, they rendered Ivory Man's only direct weapon useless. There was only one thing to do. Ivory Man pulled out his indirect weapon. No, it wasn't that. What do you think I am, gross? Ivory Man pulled out an ivory syringe the size of a baseball bat. You're going to feel a slight pinch, he said, and plunged it into the arm of his nearest attacker. Ivory Man pulled the plunger back and sucked an arm bone right out of the guy's body. Ow, said the guy. Check that out, Ivory Man said, squirting the bone at the feet of the poachers. That's even less illegal than Ivory. Imagine the money you can get for it. We'll be rich, one of the poachers screamed. Ivory Man then produced giant syringes for all of them. They began deboning one another with glee, except for one guy who ran off and sold his syringe as it was made of ivory. The craze caught on. People had always been told that true wealth was on the inside, and now they finally understood that that wasn't total bullshit. Soon folks everywhere were sucking bones. People were falling all over themselves to get giant syringes, mostly because they no longer had any bones to hold them up. <laughs> 
If this story tickled your ivories, you can key it and other innocently parked cars at the web schooner of the piano tuner, BewareTheHairyMango.com. Shimmy awkwardly in the comments for this post, or Bill email me, and we'll go clubbing for anyone who questions us at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com, or get our goats from the petting zoo over the bridge at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Whenever we're feeling creepy, not to mention crawly, the SF and SF signal stands for Scorpion Free, which is what the signs at the SFSignal.com offices now say, and finally the guided tours are coming back through again. In Encouraged by this, we put the same signs on our pants at the bar after work and still couldn't get a date. We were so fed up, we put the scorpions back in our pants. Tweet on me when you're not strong and I'll be your trend. Hashtag you carry on at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. Remember when the worst thing you'd see all summer was the dead body of Principal Morgan Freeman down by the railroad tracks? Those were the days. Wait, I've got the wrong movie. I'm thinking of Stand On Me. Donate to the show through the littlest big button on the homepage and help me on my quest to cover my vanilla envelope ice cream with solid gold ketchup poured by the solid gold dancers with a side order of solid gold onion rings or maybe solid gold earrings made from deep fried ears no wonder the dancers keep asking me to turn the music up make my dreams come true today every dollar counts except for one maybe that one will be yours this podcast sags embarrassingly from the loose flesh of an overripe tortilla vendor who is quickly going broke trying to move his product in the middle of new hampshire and to be honest he would have starved by now if he didn't have all that inventory to eat and would have quit the country and moved back to Poland if he didn't have his secret hot Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 international license sauce. Until your Texas Hold'em game fills with remorse and becomes Texas Let Go'em, this will roll over Matthew Sanborn Smith and remind you where there's a William, there's a Wayum. Good night. <laughs>